Hello folks, hello from the Dominican Republic, hence the noise. You're gonna have to bear with me. And the Dominican Republic, one stage to go. Guys have won three stages so far. Second overall, few days in yellow. Doing great, doing great, couldn't be any happier. I got a good team, man. I got really good guys on my team, you know? Like, beyond the fact that they can ride a bicycle quick, I got really good guys. I got lucky. It wasn't 100% by design. There's a couple guys I didn't necessarily know. Just educated guesses. These guys, they, they, they came through. Man, and, uh, wow. Um, this week on the podcast, Lauren Hall. Uh, I kind of saw Lauren get into the sport uh, early, and I've seen her blossom into quite the young woman, lady, girl that she is. Uh, you couldn't, you couldn't uh, find a, a nicer uh, person in general, and let alone find that person in a highly competitive environment, a caddy environment. And I mean, say caddy for both men and women, I'm not singling her out for uh, her sexuality or sex. Folks, I'm tired. I'm so tired. This, uh, this job is, um, it's, it's what I expected, but what's not to be, what I didn't expect was how, um, how little bandwidth my brain has sometimes. Um, but I'm getting better. I'm getting better. Um, I want you guys to know that we, we may have to put a hold on the podcast coming out every Friday. I'm running out of audio for you kids, folks, scholars, and um, uh, with, the, with the job I still don't have time to, to run around and grab all the audio, but uh, I... I hope it's not a long pause between podcasts. Um, I have a few in the bank. I just need some clearance to um, put them up. And I, I'll still record, you know, but it, it, it is a, it, it has been a, uh, a stressful couple months, uh, both personally and um, professionally, and just getting everything online. So it's hard, but I, I want to thank everybody for helping me out especially Carl Cyclist. You guys have done such a good job. And uh, I don't want to ask more of you, but you know, when, when you guys hit them up on social media or place an order and mention the podcast, I hear about it every time. And I want you guys to know um, how much that means to me. And I, I don't mean that that means much to me like in this cliche, um, you know, very glib way of saying it, but it, it does genuinely mean a lot to me. So, um... Thank you. Thank you for that. Um, thank you to Carl Cyclist. Um, yeah, yeah, covered it. May not be a podcast next week. I mean, I still, I still want to get to 52. I'm still going to get at least 52 in. It's just, it's going to take a little time. Um, what else? Lauren, covered Lauren. She's great. Awesome. Podcast. Enjoy the podcast, guys. The next question. Go ahead. Hi. My name is Jenny. I'm a sophomore, and this is for all three of you. Can you say in one sentence or less what... 
Um, you know what I mean. Can you say why America is the greatest country in the world? Diversity and opportunity. Lewis? Uh, freedom and freedom. So let's keep it that way. Well, the New York Jets. <laughs> no, I'm going to hold you to an answer on that. What makes America the greatest country in the world? Well, Lewis and Sharon said it. Diversity and opportunity and freedom and freedom. I'm not letting you go back to the airport without answering the question. Well, our Constitution is a masterpiece. James Madison was a genius. The Declaration of Independence is, for me, the single greatest piece of American writing. You don't look satisfied. One's a set of laws and the other's a declaration of war. I want a human moment from you. What about the people? Why is America Not the greatest, greatest country in the world, Professor. That's my answer. You're saying... Yes. You're... Let's talk about... Fine. The... Sharon, the NEA is a loser. Yeah, it accounts for a penny out of her paycheck, but he gets to hit you with it any time he wants. It doesn't cost money. It costs votes. It costs airtime and column inches. You know why people don't like liberals? Because they lose. If liberals are so fucking smart, how come they lose so goddamn always? Hey. And with a straight face, you're going to tell students that America is so star-spangled awesome that we're the only ones in the world who have freedom? Canada has freedom. Japan has freedom. The UK, France, Italy, Germany, Spain, Australia, Belgium has freedom. So 207 sovereign states in the world, like 180 of them have freedom. All right. And yeah, you, uh, sorority girl, just in case you accidentally wander into a voting booth one day, there's some things you should know. And one of them is there is absolutely no evidence to support the statement that we're the greatest country in the world. We're seventh in literacy, 27th in math, 22nd in science, 49th in life expectancy, 178th in infant mortality, third in median household income, number four in labor force, and number four in exports. We lead the world in only three categories. Number of incarcerated citizens per capita, number of adults who believe angels are real, and defense spending, where we spend more than the next 26 countries combined, 25 of whom are allies. Now, none of this is the fault of a 20-year-old college student, but you nonetheless are, without a doubt, a member of the worst period, generation period ever, period. So when you ask what makes us the greatest country in the world, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about.
Everybody's like in different rooms and with the door shut and you're like, well, I guess everybody's jacking off right now. <laughs> and then I think about, what, you know, when we're in our different rooms, we're painting nails and Bullshit. Bullshit. Girls are probably jacking off. <laughs> I, think it's, I think it's actually called jilling off. Jilling off? That's what I've heard. You know way too much jill. about women. Yeah, sure well, this is the second reference to porn. The first one was in Meredith's blog, in her podcast too, when you said uh, in the beginning. Oh, the cuckolding? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How do you know this? Never mind. Never mind. Oh, um, I don't know. I don't want to know. There's some porn. <laughs> I don't know. We don't reference porn that much, do we? There's a couple uh, times. No, I guess not. You're probably, yeah, whatever. Fuck it. It's just, I guess, uh, that it kind of sticks out to me because I'm like, oh my god, he's talking about porn. <laughs> and then I'm like, oh shit. Did you just break the chair? I'm pretty sure so. Jesus. I thought you were trying to lose weight. I am. <laughs> <laughs> I just have to play the nachos in front of you. <laughs> I cut my uh, hair. I'm really trying to trim the fat. I did. I did break it. Oh my gosh. Well, don't make it worse. No, I was pulling it back up. Oh. <laughs> just super good. Should we start this? It's, yeah. Uh, right, just don't, don't reference anything as Michael not dating. Just that he's my coach. I was not planning on bringing that okay. zilch up at all. Oh, yeah? Okay. He's such a loser. <laughs> I'm guessing more wine. Do it. This is going to be fun. What? Cradle does this really rude thing. Well, he'll do something funny on the internet and then laugh. And he'll make you say, what? I know, I know. It's the rudest shit ever. Well, if I showed you everything, I'd constantly be turning the computer towards you. That's better than <laughs> laughing constantly and make us go, what? Yeah. Show me, show me. I gotta see, I gotta All right. see. So, hang on. So he's got a handful of flour. He's gonna slap her with the flour, but he uses the wrong hand and he slaps her with his non-flour hand. Aww, adorable. Yeah. Kids. Yeah. So what do we want to talk about, Lauren? This one time? This one time at Silver City Training Camp, you met Brad Huff and I. I did. And it was glorious. It was glorious. Did you think like... You guys are... You guys are like my big brothers in the Peloton. You're handsome big brothers. Um, (laughs) Well... No. Yeah, that was a. Uh, it was pretty cool seeing meeting you in Silver City, and then seeing you kick around like you did it largely solo for the first year, huh? Yeah, I did. Um, that Christmas, or that was like New Year's when I met you guys. Yeah. And that April, I quit my job and moved to Colorado. From Mississippi. Yeah. Where in Mississippi? Yeah. Vicksburg. Well, no, actually, I was living in Pelahatchie. Oh, of course, Pila <laughs> You know where that is? Yeah, I've been to the, air, I've been to the airport many times. It's just down the road from um, Pila Hoochie, actually. No, I was working in... Oh, sorry. <laughs> I was working in child nutrition and 
Uh, really? Yeah. Just like that for five years. Like sick kids or obese kids or like uh, just everything. Like the school cafeteria lady. Oh, nice. <clears throat> I wasn't the cafeteria lady. I was in the office, and we were over over twenty three schools. We had two hundred employees, and we served twelve to fourteen thousand meals a day. So you're in charge of like putting all that in place and keeping mm-hmm. everything moving. So commodities, we ordered food for all the schools. Um, I was basically in, in charge of the point of sale system. Um, How much does an average meal cost for one of those schools? Like, was this public school? Full full pay was two twenty five. What did it cost the school? Or what did the students uh, students pay? The students pay two twenty five. Okay, what did it cost? Re- reduced was like a dollar. Gosh, I can't remember that so long ago. And free was free, obviously, but I can't remember the cost per plate. Um, but it was, it was just so hard because it was a money-making business. So we're like, we're trying to sell the food to the kids and get them to come in. The parents... Like actively marketing to kids? Yeah, yeah. Like, dude, we got pizza again. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> pizza and french fries, hamburgers, or, you know, the hot, hot ticket days. School lunch, it's not uh, so bad. Yeah. The parents are like, pushing salads and vegetables and the teachers are like I don't care what they eat just get them in and out as fast as possible because they're it's their cafeteria time their lunch time is pretty short so, what time like what, like 40 minutes 50 minutes yeah like 35 minutes and we would serve all our meals within a two hour period basically Jesus 12,000 meals <laughs> so you're, you're a bum you only work two hours a day <laughs> yeah right <laughs> yeah no 7 a.m. to 4 p.m. Holy shit. And then when I found cycling, it was like... How'd you find cycling? Get on the bike as fast as possible. Um, my brother... Okay, so let's back up. I have two older brothers. From uh, Mississippi, I would have thought you had like eight. No. Just two. <laughs> Mom and dad are pretty okay. <laughs> legit okay. people. <laughs> um, so I grew up playing football. That's what I really wanted to play. Really? Oh, yeah. Come yeah. on. I was... I was with Man. the boys? Oh yeah, yeah for sure. We had the basketball. You're so small though. Were you like? Yeah, but my older brothers and yeah, you, know, you want to keep up with them. And we we lived right on the Mississippi River, so we'd always be building forts. And they had two three wheelers, and we would be riding three wheelers. And I'd, oh man, I was doing everything. And they they let you play with, with them. them. They would no, let you they play didn't. No. Yeah. You go away, mom. We don't want her to play. You know. Yeah. And like mom, making maybe I want to hang out. And, <laughs> <laughs> Take your sister with you, you know, because mom wanted quiet time. She would lock you know what? the house. <laughs> However many years later, she's still doing it. Like, oh, we want a women's store in France. We <laughs> want all this. Just never ends. I'm still trying to keep up with the boy. I'm still trying to kill it on the shootout on Sunday yeah. or Saturday. I'm still trying to stick it to, you know, those guys out there. But So anyway, so I grew up just tomboy full out and found soccer. And that was, that was what I was really good at. And that just came natural. And um, played soccer, played basketball, ran track, tennis, um, learned how to water ski. We have a lake house and just grew up outside. And um, I played soccer at Mississippi State on a full scholarship. And I played semi-pro for a year in Memphis, Tennessee. And then I thought I'd go pro in soccer. What's semi-pro like? What's that? Um, it was basically a summer of not getting paid, but 
and riding around in two sketchy vans all over in the southeast. Sounds like bike racing. Yeah, how many girls was it? Well, a team, you know, on the field's 11, so we have probably... You know, You're saying 20. that like I would know. I'm just I okay. Have no, no yeah. So probably twenty. Twenty. So we, get, would, we, we would we would pile into the vans. Like how far out would you guys go? Like, Texas, Florida. Holy shit. East coast. Yeah. Wow. So you guys but would was, really travel. Yeah. There was time we were coming back from a game, and uh, I was so tired, and it was like midnight, and these guys were just pressing on. We just we're just gonna get home. Just gonna get home. And I slept under the seat in the van. <laughs> just like anywhere I could just lay down. I didn't yeah. care. I was tired of sitting. And we had team team shirts or whatever that we had to wear anytime we stopped. And I was using it as a pillow. And we got out once and the, the coach was like, next time you come out and you don't have a shirt on, it's a fine. And I'm just, you know, it's midnight. I don't care. I'm like, oh, okay. So, you know, we drive along a couple more hours and somebody's got to pee. That's how we roll. Sure. And so we get out and, again, I don't have the shirt. And it's like, $20 fine. And I'm like, sounds great. Yeah, right. <laughs> I don't care. So, see, so yeah, I did that for a summer and I just assumed. I just thought I was that good at soccer that I'd go pro and get invited to a what, camp. What position were you? Left midfield, left back. I was fast and left yeah. just natural. Um and they never called, and I was just like, okay, what am I going to do now? Yeah. <laughs> so I graduated from Mississippi State in biological sciences, and I was kind of like, uh, I don't know what the next step is. I wasn't ready for the nine to five, yeah. um, and mom said, as long as you go to school, we'll pay for it. Got to be going. Right, all right. Yeah. So I was like, well, I don't want to get, get my master's yet, and I, I didn't want to stick around Starkville anymore. I was ready to move on, and... Um, my brother, my middle brother, had gone to Harley Davidson Mechanic School okay. <laughs> in Phoenix, Arizona. <laughs> so I was like, "Okay, so this is uh, maybe a trade school." I'm and getting then, out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, then after that, he went to uh, chef school, a culinary school in uh, Johnson and Wells in South Carolina, North Carolina. Anyway, so I was like, "I'm gonna do that." <laughs> you just wanted to get out. <laughs> yeah. So I moved to Austin, Texas, and went to culinary school for a year and a half. What year is this? In 2000. Graduated in 01, so it's 01, 2, 3 in there. Nice. And um, after school, moved back to Mississippi for a guy, and you had to do an externship with, um, in a restaurant just to get some hours before you actually graduated. So I went back and I worked in one of the restaurants and um, and then so yeah from there I stayed in Mississippi and we ended up getting married and I ended up finding the job in child nutrition and then I went back to school for my master's degree at night for a year and a half. Um, it's going full gas. Yeah, yeah. And then so okay so I was still running and just being athletic just finding something to do. I was going to pick up games with the local guys and back in Mississippi. And uh, my brother was like, hey, you want to run a marathon? I was like, mm, all right, that sounds good. So in 06, we ran the Music City Marathon in Nashville, Tennessee. And Do you remember your time? Yeah, it was under, it was under five hours. I was like, and again, here I am, you know. Yeah. My brother Ben, he's like, well, I'm going to try and run a four, I don't know, 450 or something like that. And I was like, 
Forty, you know, sure, so sure. constantly looking behind me. Yeah, I got him. I got him. And, yeah. Did you beat him? Yeah, I beat him. Fuck yeah. <laughs> um, so in 07, I was like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be a triathlete. I'm gonna do a triathlon. So I walked into some mega bike shop and basically I did. What triathlon? I don't know. Why it was not? just like the next <laughs> extension from from a marathon. Yeah, I wouldn't. I didn't really want to do another marathon. Um, I don't know. I just wanted to. Yeah, do something to. Shit, why not? Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I walk into the bike shop and I basically just do a hot lap around it because I I realized I was like I don't know anything about bikes at all. Sure. And I'm seeing all these price ranges and all these bikes and I'm just like. <gasps> Fuck. Yeah. So I basically just do a hot lap and just go right back out. No, I didn't even talk to anybody. No really? one said, "Hey, welcome, come on in." Is there something? And I'm just like, "Oh my god, what am I doing?" They thought you were casing the joint. <laughs> She's got a thief. Mm, that water bottle looks yeah. good. <laughs> She's got a thief boyfriend that's gonna come and knock us over later. So, and this is this shop. I wish you could see it because it was like two or three trailers that he pieced together and would just cut a hole in the wall and like say, okay, this is the door to the. This is now the workroom, and he had like, come on. Yeah, I swear it was like you'd step up and you could feel the draft. It was so like bad. like a really shitty so haunted bad. house. How they put haunted houses <laughs> yeah. together. And I was like, this is the perfect place for me to buy a bike because there's like three bikes in here and I don't know what I'm doing and he doesn't really care. And um, he's like, yeah, you know, what can I help you with? And <laughs> I was like, I want a bike. So he, I think it was a guru. He took care of you? Yeah. I, I bought a, I even, yeah, it was a guru. That was my a first guru is a nice bike. I don't know. Is it? <laughs> what do you mean? I don't know. Is it? <laughs> it was, it was a used bike. From one of the, he had a team. Um, so anyway, so yeah, he was basically like, "Hey, we do the Tuesday Thursday rides. If you want to come and learn how to really ride a bike and in a group and all that." And so yeah, um, I started doing that. And there's a Louisiana and Mississippi Racing Association. Sure, everybody knows about them. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, okay. Well, Lama. I did, you know. <laughs> there was a race in Mississippi, Tour de Fleur, right? Did you Hold ever on. race? Don't step on my lap. I got quite a lap over a stupid wordplay joke. Well, I didn't even... No, uh, whatever. Nah. Tour de Fleur. Yeah, I did Tour yeah. de Fleur. Because, um, yeah, because people were saying, oh, you know, Mississippi used to actually have a really nice bike race. And yeah. Like, I don't know. What? I don't even know anything about bike racing anyway, so... There's not the internet back in Mississippi? You can't well, just hit a quick... Time. <laughs> no, I was just like... I just want to go ride for health or for... Yeah, you didn't give a fuck about this. No, yeah. I didn't. I, yeah. And so anyway, I did start caring when I started racing just to see, you know, what it was all about. Um, so I raced, what, the summer of 07 or 08 in Louisiana and Mississippi. <laughs> and I was just like, this is fun. And it was just fun to be part of a team again. Did you like everything? You did crits and road races and everything mm -hmm. like that? Yep. Were you, good, were you good immediately? It's hard to say when you're racing against eight, eight people. Yeah, but did you yeah. dominate those eight people? No, there's another girl down there, Debbie Milne, um, that she was pretty, she was really good. As a matter of fact, she still does a lot of the pro crits. Um, um, but yeah, she she and I ended up on the same team and we would just like tag team. Yeah. And so she would be the good person that would just go off in solo because she had the endurance and I had the sprint. Yeah. So that was always kind of fun. Um, but yeah, so 
What was it like when you did your first year? Because I, I remember seeing you at Redlands or whatever, more or less on your own. You were struggling for the first. <laughs> did you? I, still, I just think back to when I first met you and Brad and, and you know. How adorable Michael, we are. Here's Michael Engelman basically coaching me and saying like, okay, you got to be pro. And, <laughs> you know, this is, these are two pro guys and they're going to take you out and uh, you can go for a ride. And you guys took me out for five hours. Mm-hmm. I'd never, I don't think I'd ever, I still don't do that many five hour rides. <laughs> <laughs> well, he was right. We're very professional. <laughs> and we're going up this climb and you guys just start duking it out and like trying to push each other off the bikes and I'm just like oh, are we supposed to be running bikes guys? And I'm just like and who one of you guys is in the pink jersey? Was it Brad? Huff. Yeah. <laughs> Huff thinks he's so adorable with the little I'm pink thinking, jersey. Oh, uh, you know, I've got you guys already on this pedestal, these two pros and And we haven't moved from uh, there. <laughs> uh, no, but it is really cool because um, I think my first year at Redlands, Brad came up uh, at the prologue and he said, how you doing? How's yeah. it going? You yeah. know, are you nervous? And it's okay. And, you know, his big thing is eating. And sure, sure. So uh, he was like, just, you know, make sure you have enough food and you're doing all right. And, you know, just take it one day at a time. And Don't you feel same like... thing with you. I mean, you're just like, so how's it going? I mean, you're just so laid back about it. And I'm just like, <laughs> I feel like with Huff, though, like he can... He means well, like, I just spit a chip in my wine. Oh, by the way, cheers. Cheers, yeah. On that note, cheers, Cradle. Oh, my gosh. Um, Huff, like, he has this way of delivering, like, uh, advice and not sympathy, but, you know, like, letting you know that he's there as a resource. Yeah. But he, he d- delivers it in such a way that I feel like it almost makes people nervous. Like, how are you doing? <laughs> Everything good? You're gonna be okay. <laughs> like it's like you're about you're the same though. But he says it like you're about to go into an operation. <laughs> like yeah, and I guess you're more coy, more coy about it because with you, I never know when you're serious until you're serious. Yeah. And I'm like, mm-hmm. so so you're like, so how's it going? And I'm like, ha ha, yeah, how's it going? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're really genuine. Ah uh-huh, uh-huh, you care about me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, eat a dick. Exactly. I'm like, oh, oh, you're being serious. Oh, okay, I'm doing great. It's great. <laughs> um, you know what's so, funny is yeah. even even when you thought I was caring. Yeah, I know. I figured it was. I was like, whatever. See you later, toots. I would say that in the way. <laughs> so, so basically, that that winter I met you guys. Okay, so that April I, I put in my two weeks' notice at work. I'd gone through a divorce. Um, Leap of faith. Yeah, it's like called mom and dad. Dad said, "What they think?" Mom's like, "Go for it, honey." You know. Yeah. She's chase your dreams. Chase your dreams. You don't have any kids, and yeah, yeah. Do it now while you can. And dad's like, "Wait a minute." Yeah. You gotta have some health insurance. That's a good point. Dad always brings in the logic to things, so I was like, "Buzz killed dad." All right, all right. So yeah, of course. Then I looked up health insurance. I'm just like, "No crap! How am I gonna afford this for?" however long until I get a pro contract. And then I'm thinking, oh, a pro contract. I'll be set. Mm-hmm. No, Six figures. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, first, first signing, uh, I think, I didn't even sign for anything, as a matter of fact. What was your first pro race at you? Uh, I guess right with Amber Neben. 
on she was on Nuremberg. Sure. Uh, and that was. Was that was that, that Sandimas or Nuremberg? It was Redlands. Redlands. It was Redlands, and. How nervous uh, were you? Very. Did you sleep? Yeah, yeah, that wasn't a problem, and I was, you know, so naive and excited. You know, the prologue happened, and I don't care where I finished. Did it you have expectations? Oh yeah. Well, I'm, I'm I'm extremely hard on myself. What did, What did you think? Because you have to. You're setting realistic, but you also have the hopeful expectations. Oh like, yeah. What were you like on the prologue? Like, where did you think you were gonna be? No, you know, I knew the prologue was. Um, no, not your speed. Trial. Yeah, it's okay. climbing and time trialing. And, you know, more. I'm more of okay. I'm protecting Amber. I knew that at the time. I knew mm. how to do that. So I was like, I'm gonna protect her, and I'm gonna finish these races, and I'm gonna cover attacks, and you know, oh, it's gonna be great. Yeah. And so the next day at Beaumont, it's uber windy. Yeah. And I get dropped like that. There was a point that we were all together. So you dropped, like, after the climb in that crosswind section, or? It was, that year, I think they changed the road race a little bit now, but there was a, a year where, it, that year, it just kind of did this big, long climb right off of the highway or something, and it was sure. just this drag, and so there's a crosswind, and we're all echeloned out, and I'm up at the front, and I'm kind of in the middle of the echelon, and I remember Ina back there behind me, she was right behind me, and she was like, Oh, uh, you've got you've got Amber, you know, in the gutter or something, and I'm like, oh, I do. Ina's telling me this. Oh shit! And I'm like, wait a minute, is she? You know, I'm sure. Here. I'm just like, she's are you tricking me. me? Yeah. And I'm like, and it, you know, just had the poker face, like, don't even like, I didn't even hear. I'm just riding along, but all these things are going through just my like head. Just like a frightened deer, just <laughs> yeah. every muscle yeah. tensed up. I'm, like, I'm not gonna move. That'll be my tactic. And then so I kind of did this little casual look, and then kind of skipped on run. <laughs> You're such a bullshitter. <laughs> And I, I don't know where Amber Neven was to save my life, to be honest. I just felt like I was up at the front and doing something. Yeah. So I was representing the team. And it went uphill uh, through the park, I guess, right there. Sure. And I went out the back. Next lap, I was out the back of the next group. Out the back, out the back, out the back. And I finished uh, way down. And, you know, uh, Michael was directing. I'm pretty sure he was directing. And he... He uh, came up and he said, you didn't make time cut. Oi. And I was so salted from just putting in an effort that one of the, there was a Europe, couple of European girls there from her team, and she was like, I've never seen somebody salted so much. And I was like, I don't care, I just got time cut. Right. <laughs> I was just mortified. Oh, man, that was, I was like, was just, wow, I suck. Did you go through just, a hole? Why did I oh, make the yeah. right... Yeah, yeah, yeah. How do you rebound from something like that? Uh, I'm asking because I've never had that much of a low. I bet you haven't. You know, I was always wondering how people dealt with mm. such bad things. Basically, Michael said you need to uh, do the crit, the amateur crits on Saturday. I was like, all right, let's do it. Like, sure. God, I was so pissed. And I jumped in one of the men's races on Saturday, and it was right before the women's crit. And I was just like, oh Humiliated. my god. You know, I'm sitting here warming up, and they're coming down, like, previewing the course. and Just, like, yeah, just idiot. trying to hide. Yeah, like, I'm so cool. I'm not cool. I'm warm. And then I just went out there and had a great time in the crit. And, you know, finished in a decent spot. 
and that kind of picked me back up and then went out on sunset day and cheered the girls on and I'm sure Amber even probably won the jersey you know didn't sure. get any of my home did you get any of the prize money I don't even know. I don't even remember. Probably not. How long did it take you to recover from that, though? Like, even if you had a good crit, but still to say, okay, so what's the next race after Redlands? Like, Joe Martin, Hila, whatever. Uh, Hila. I did Hila next. And Michael was just like, okay, this is just the next progression. He's like, it's fine. And I don't even remember. I think I may have even been gone back to Mississippi to basically pack up and move. And uh, Back to, to Colorado. Yeah, move to Colorado. That must have been a crazy, like, experience, though, like, you didn't do nearly as well as you wanted to in this race, but then you still go to Mississippi. To, yeah. Was that? Like, well, I I think I just said, I'm going to give myself two years. I'm invested financially two years. For better or for worse? Yeah. Just see what happens. If it doesn't happen, you know, if it doesn't work, fine. I'll just move back to Mississippi or hell. Maybe I'll stay in Colorado and yeah. make a better life out here. Yeah. Because I'd actually applied for the child nutrition supervisor job in Dolores, which is right outside of Durango, and they were very interested. And um, I said, "Well, here's the here's the kicker. I'm you a, mind if I, <laughs> I would be gone I'm applying for a job all summer, yeah. basically." And they're like, well, "I'm applying for a job with yeah. conditions." Yeah, and but they were really cool about it, and they still are. I still I still talk to the lady pretty regularly in town, and she's like, "Okay, whenever you're ready to be done with cycling, you know, we've always always got a spot for you." Huh. So, I think I was just more like, okay, we'll just check off the things on the list that's coming next. And was next was get back to the apartment, pack up your stuff, get the U-Haul trailer, put your dog in the back, and, you know, drive. You're going to drive to Texas, and then you're going to drive to Colorado, which was a feat in itself. Were you excited or nervous? or? I was excited. I was excited. Just the whole going through a divorce, disappointing the family is what I felt like. Yeah. Um... And just trying, like, all right, well, go out there and make mom and dad proud. Really? Yeah. No. I bet. So, Ben and Tully, my older brothers, are both married and, you know, happily married and been married. And so that and was, there's you. Yeah. The <laughs> baby girl who, you know, growing up, she always got what she wanted. <laughs> oh, so you're just carrying that so, with you. Oh, uh, yeah. I was just like, okay, you got to go set things right. Whatever. So, I mean, worst uh, come to worst, you could always open like a po' boy shop in Dolores. <laughs> donuts. That's my thing. That's what I want to yeah. do, actually. Okay. Donuts. Hey, it's cheap, but yet you can sell I'm it. I'm just the, saying, like, there's nobody going to have po' boys <laughs> in Dolores. There used to be a Cajun place there, but it didn't. All right, whatever, they didn't stay. Right. Um. So, yeah, next race was Gila. And, again, you know, Not I had great. no idea. I had no idea what Gila was. And this time, Michael was, had a, uh, it wasn't really a team, but he was helping Corinne Rivera, um, Kristen Armstrong, um, myself, and I thought there was somebody else. Um, so basically, I went from Amber Neben to Kristen Armstrong. Wow. Night and day difference. Amber Neben, I didn't see her at dinner. She likes, she's quiet and. Recluse, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then Armstrong is on her feet after the race and this and there and that and that. And uh, just tenacious on the bike, my God. Um, After Mogion, that was at our first day or whatever, I remember she saw the results and saw that Value Act basically placed 5th, 6th, and 7th. 
And she was pissed at them. Like, I'm yeah. sure she won or something. I can't even remember. But she was just like, you're supposed to be riding for one rider, you know. And here they are finishing five. She's like, I'm going to kill it the next day. And I'm just like, oh, crap. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just like, I'm back there hanging on for dear life. Uh, and, yeah. And the next day or the interlude day, she just drilled it. Like on the way out? Yes. Um, so, well, you know, you go out the highway or whatever and you make the right turn for the first QLM at Pinos Altos. Yep. Oh, my God. It, she just, she was wrong. Yeah. And I was just like, ugh, cross-eyed. And I think I finished dead last every single day. Really? Minus time trial. <laughs> you got <laughs> a crit. Maybe I didn't finish dead last there. Every road race, swear to God, it had to have been dead last. I'd like to go look at results. It's got to be so close. The and interlude day that she took off, I rolled in and basically everybody was gone except our team car. Come on. Oh man, and that's when I was really like, what the hell did I just get myself into? I was, and I, that was like a breaking point, you know. It's a pretty grandiose. Like, oh. It's a pretty like. This is a silly statement, but do you think that like that could be? Was that the lowest points in your career at that like now or? You think that's the most helpless movie? Yeah, it was pretty low. Uh, Nationals two years ago was pretty hard after the fact. I didn't realize what what had happened, but uh, um, yeah, that was that was definitely. I was just like, remind me to ask her about that. I don't know what happened. <laughs> kind of curious, but that was there. Yeah. Uh, so you go show up. Uh, nobody's Michael, there. Michael was directing, and uh, what was his name? Chris Davidson. Is that his name? The he mechanic. Was, yeah, yeah, he was our mechanic. He's all, he was an awesome mechanic. He is a good mechanic. He was such a nice guy. Not he a lot of lip guy. coming from Chris Davidson. I don't even think I he's in the sport anymore. At yeah. all. I, anyway. I could change that. <laughs> <laughs> he was a great guy. I'm back there just, you know, up front. I'm just sure like, he's not nearly as mean as I am. <laughs> oh, please. You don't have a mean bone in your body. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's cute. He doesn't. That's cute. Thanks, it's adorable. Man. A year together. I, year I can get you an email. A couple people disagree. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Anyway. Well, moving on. A e- even, but... Moving on. Everybody. Inside joke. Yeah. Inside. Okay. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. That was that was tough to handle. When did things start turning around? When do you think, like, you go from there to, like, okay, fuck. Oh, I really yeah. got this. Uh, well, the end of the year, um, Lisa Hunt was directing Value Act. And... Um, Michael, again, was just like, no, give her a shot. She's got potential. She can ride her bike pretty well. So she let me guest ride for Cascade. And that was probably the turning point because I could get bottles pretty damn well. Yeah? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, you know. Did you have like a caravan, little... I don't know why the caravan scares some people, but apparently it does. But it doesn't bother me at all. I love it back there, you know, to, to go back and, you know, you just... You know, since we don't have radios, you can kind of go back there and be like, so what's going on in the world? Right. And, you know, it's just, it just kind of breaks things up. And then it's just fun to be in the cars. And uh, it's not fun to be in the cars when it's, you know, when you get dropped. But yeah. when you're back there getting bottles and you, you got the mechanic back there and the director talking and what's going on and well, here's what we're going to do and here's what you need to go tell them. And that's pretty cool. And, yeah. to, you know, to especially at that time, you know, for me to be a guest writer on that team and to p- actually provide something finally, yeah. you know, I may not have 
been in a break or covered something or brought something back, but God, I could finally do something. Yeah. And uh, so I kind of latched onto that. And, you know, I was easy going in the team meetings and whatever you guys need me to do. Kept your head down. Yeah. And so Value Act that following year turned to Vera Bradley. And that's when Lisa was like, I'll I'll sign you. And I was like, all right. Finally. Give me a six figures. Yeah, right. I'm a professional. So, uh, yeah. Were your parents pretty excited about that? You can finally tell them. they were still like they still know what the oh, fuck's going yay, on bike riding yeah you know? <laughs> yeah and I was like well I'm a professional now dad and they're like well that's great what races are you doing and you know you kind of get on the circuit and I think that year they came when I was on Fear Bradley they came to Joe Martin and they're like wow you're such a big girl <laughs> <laughs> but it was it was really cool because the you know the, to bring the family together for yeah for cycling or for whatever, you know, just yeah. all of us to get together and it's not Christmas or Thanksgiving. That was fun. What was your first year professional like? Was it everything? Was it what you expected, more or less? It was, and I think I picked up on things pretty fast because um, when you start bringing in tactics, I was like, oh, okay. It just kind of, I just picked it up and got it and understood it, and then you can actively be a part of the team and say, well, I disagree or I agree. or And we had a pretty solid team. We had... Carla Swart, uh, Alexis Rhodes, she was Australian national champion at one point, um, Allison Powers, Robin Farina, Anson Plonius, we had the Canadian national champion, Allison Testro, Eddie, mm-hmm. <laughs> myself, Kristen Sanders, Carrie Cash, Erica Aller. So we had a pretty, pretty uh, substantial team and then you look back at it we had a pretty substantial sprinting team what other pro women's team were around at that time um like what were your main competitors I guess god it's changed so much it was funny that year we did have radios that year because or was that on value act I can't remember but there was a point with Lisa in my ear and these same girls um so we had and basically they said, okay, the next person attacking is going to be Allison Starnes. And I'm like, who's Allison Starnes? <laughs> you know, yeah. she ended up being right in front of me. And I'm like, oh, okay. But I think Allison was on Tipco, maybe? So it was, it was Tipco. And then I think, like, Armstrong may have been on one of the European squads. Was that extra G team around yet? Or? No, no. And I think that was even right before Peanut Butter, too. It was Pro Man. Yeah, okay, yeah. It was pro man that year. Um, Colavita. So yeah, were you guys, I were you guys like the underdog pro team? Or? Oh, yeah. Yeah. By far. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we were the, the mom and pop team. Um, but, you know, I didn't know any better. It's probably a good, probably good place like, for you to pro. start, though. Yeah, it was an awesome place for me to start. Um, and really kind of get a grasp of, you know, just going to team camp and all that just kind of thrown at you. Did was, you love it, like, immediately? Oh, yeah. 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 And what was funny is Vera Bradley is... Uh, do you know what Vera Bradley is? Uh, not really. It's Something yeah. with makeup or... I don't it's know. funny. It's actually a southern product, I think. Uh, but it's luggage. It's um, cloth luggage and, like, the print of this plate. They've got all kinds of crazy prints and... Seems like... Older f- women love it. Love it. They should get in the cycling, man. <laughs> right? So women do store visits. And Come on, really? Like, yeah, it was, it was like... 
who are you guys and why are you dressed in Bear Bradley kit? And we we're like, oh, you guys are a sponsor of ours. And you're just like, they were, they were like, oh, you girls ride bikes. That's great. <laughs> and so that was, that was kind of fun just to be a part of that. And I finally had a breakthrough the end of that season. It was basically, you know, your, your typical domestic all year um, for that team, for the girls. And then Michael's big thing was just keep racing, you know, just towards the end of the year. And Bear Bradley can't get you to the races. You need to go to the races so you can kind of start making a name for yourself. And Sure. So I uh, went to the Gateway Cup and um, ended up doing pretty well there. I can't. It's funny, I can't even remember. I know, I think I've won a couple of the sprints or a couple of the races or something. And Yeah, I remember that. I remember seeing that you were finally, like, yeah, you yeah. won a couple of races in a row. That's when I felt like... It's like, holy shit, oh, she's actually pretty good. Because before, I thought you were just trash. Just another one. Yeah. <laughs> so that's when I was finally grasping, like, yeah. positioning. And I think the first night I sprinted from 10th to 3rd, and I was like, oh, no wonder you got to be 5th <laughs> to win a race. You know, I'm just like... That's what they're yammering about. Just out there having a great time. Yeah. Uh, and so... So you had this, like, little breakthrough. Then Vera Bradley didn't continue, so you yeah, went... Yeah, Vera Bradley tanked. And they went to... That one you went to Tipco? Mm, Colavita. Colavita. Yeah, Colavita with... Uh, and again, I jumped into another good team. Yeah. Um, Rachel Hill is the director. We had Kath Cheatley, who is a New Zealand national champion. Uh, Teresa Cliffron. Yeah. Uh, Kelly Benjamin. Yeah, so um, you always have a good team, so. Yeah. What was it after after Colavita, then? Then Tipco. Then Tipco, then, then Optum. Optum then Optum. Optum again. Yeah. And, um, again, another breakthrough year with Colavita, just small steps. And so at the end of the year, Colavita, you know, we were in contract negotiations, and basically um, he's, you know, Profaccio was like, no, we're not having a team anymore. And it's like, oh, that's great because I've got my contract signed with a little stamp and I'm ready to send it on Monday. And this was yeah. Sunday afternoon. And I was just like, oh, my God, what am I going to do? Oh, is this when you messaged me about teams? Yeah. <coughs> I yes, remember that was. now. Yeah, because so what happened is Cola Vita, um, all those riders and Rachel got picked up by Optum. And I was right. like, oh, and it was late in the season and late in the signing. And I was just yeah. like, I am screwed. What am I going to do? And. Yeah, I was like, exhaust all options. <laughs> now I have Thank to message Creed. Me. <laughs> now I have to message. I tried. <laughs> Just, you picked the I wrong guy to endorse you. <laughs> and uh, what was awesome, though, was basically Tipco came to the table. And um, that was, you know, looking back, it was such a good opportunity it really was um, well three about me so uh, yeah it's could have been you. yeah what was funny is linda talked to michael and she was like so is is lauren canadian <laughs> he's like Christ. no she's not canadian she's american but she's southern so that's something so that's not even close or, yeah right it's just the accent. She's got an accent yeah yeah um and so yeah she signed me up and then I got thrown into the Europe Peloton. Yeah, but uh, you had a great year, huh? That, yeah, yeah. I loved it. I absolutely loved it. I mean, I was... For someone that describes herself as not being a climber, I distinctly remember you wearing the polka dot jersey in Toscana. Yeah, I was second in GC that year, yeah. yeah. 
That was Lucky awesome. break. Lucky awesome. breaks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> the break did go at like 5K in for like... A little early. It was, yeah. <laughs> But hey, they didn't catch us on Voltaire, so that's their problem. There you go. Hell of a stage. Fuck yeah. Oh my god. Uh, So Tibco was, that was really cool. That's when I learned how, what tired really was, you know, racing tired. Oh my god, because we basically came back from Europe straight into Joe Martin, and I'm just like, why are we doing Joe Martin? And then we get in the van with Creedle and drive. To Gila, me and Amanda Miller. And Some brutal drive. You know, it's like, oh, I'll get recovery in the van. I just like, yeah, no. travel days aren't rest days. Until we have to stop in the middle of Texas somewhere and <laughs> throw out 300 pounds of shelving because it all collapsed in the trailer. <laughs> oh, that was good times. That was good times. There's so many good stories like that. And we should we try telling Europe? one. We're on a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, here's the one case. Uh, the Owl House. Were you yeah, there for the Owl House? I remember the Owl House. Yeah. Tell me about okay. the Owl House. Um, our director was from Terrar, Holland. Mm-hmm. And she, we basically went to her town and stayed there for almost a week before we went to our first races or something. And uh, she's like, oh, it's a great place. And it's a bed and breakfast. And, you know, you just have that U.S. mindset of like, oh, it's going to be all cozy and homey. And it was. It was a great place, except... <laughs> basically where we were staying was stuck in the 70s and 80s. It had, oh, oh my God, it was so like Blair Witch. I, that's what I call it. I was like, this is like the country bumpkin Blair Witch because they had these little owls, wooden owls, all in the outside, like in the trees. Everywhere. Oh, it's so creepy. And then you go inside and we Just were, to keep rodents away or what? I, it's no, just art. it was just art. Like, really? I think, yeah. they, I think they so sold creepy. them. Oh, that's creepy. And so then we go inside, and what we were in like the garage slash apartment attachment. Yeah, had like a finished second floor to the garage. Yeah, like kitchen. And so bedrooms. it slept. We slept four in there, I think. It was you Wheeler, Megan? Yeah, and I mean, Sammy. And, no, 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 no. Sammy wasn't there. No, remember they were in the other part and, oh, thought, yeah, and yeah, had yeah, the yeah. perfume. <laughs> Somebody's gonna break. They had just a just a a room with two beds, and then you had to walk out of the room to go to the bathroom that was shared. And there was some sketchy guy out there, and all he did all day was smoke cigarettes and watch soap operas and stay up late at night. And so she thought he was sketchy gonna... guy or lucky guy. That sounds like the life. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> I don't live in the owl house. Oh my god! Uh, and she thought he was gonna come into the room at night, so they put a potato chip bag at the door so when he opened the door they would hear the potato chip bag and then spray him with perfume <laughs> solid plan <laughs> solid plan and where we were staying you walk in downstairs and it's just like this ghetto bathroom with like one little dim light you know sure and uh there's there was hope the the living room was pretty nice the kitchen was me. We washed all the dishes before we actually used them. And then you walk up these steep stairs right out of the kitchen, and it had uh, AstroTurf for carpet. Nice. That's nice. Oh, my God. And the, it was the attic, so the ceiling, the two of the beds were, like, right up in the ceiling. So you had to, like, lay down and not 
track. And, and oh man, we were just like, you've got to be kidding me. And we were just so sketched out. Your life is so great. It's so glamorous, right? Oh, it is glamorous, huh? What I remember the most is we were doing the Flanders or Flesh Alone. Mm-hmm. Your hotel room key didn't work. Oh, that cracked me in half. Me and Sam were in the same room <clears> together. And the hotel was wonderful. We were, we were in Ghent, weren't we? No. Um, I don't remember. Maybe it was. I, I'd have to look Where does... Yeah, who's the pro? Who's the pro sprinter that lives over there? For Garmin? Ghent. Ghent, Ferrar. Ferrar, yeah. Oh, was it Ghent? Yeah. Yeah, okay, so we're right outside oh, of here. Whatever. Hotel Otis. I'll never forget the name of that place. It was nice. It was great. Tweet them. I should, yeah. (laughs) And yeah, it was, we had to sit down dinner with the team, and of course nobody's going to get served until everybody's there, and then it's one thing at a time, and you don't get done until 10 o'clock. Sure. No big deal. Let's just go up to the room. Let's go to bed. And that key wouldn't swipe or whatever. And the funny thing about that weekend was that the owner was out of town. Remember that? Mm Mm-hmm. And the chef that just served us all our food is the only guy that could open the door. And so he comes up with the new key, and that doesn't work. We go back downstairs. And, of course, he's, like, right in the middle of serving. Yeah. And, and they're like, we can't help you right now because he's serving. And they're just rude. And I'm like, I can't get into my freaking room. And now you're thinking, like, oh, my God, this is cutting into my sleep time. And we got to get up at 6 a.m. And we got to go race my point. <laughs> well, we'd also just driven in from somewhere like six hours, seven hours in the van. Oh, and uh, so then he has to come up <clears> with this machine to like reconfigure. And I'm like, I just want the door open. Right, so just bad. kick it open. And he's on the phone with the, the owner that's on holiday somewhere. Fuck. And I, he's finally like, I'm sorry, it can't be fixed. And he goes off and I just like sit down in the hall and I'm just like. I hate it over here. I hate these people. You just broke down? I did. I was like, it was the saddest thing I've seen all year. Oh, man. But that was actually one of my best races over there. Uh, you know, for the how first did, time doing I, Tour of Flanders. I have to know how to get the door open. He finally came back up there on the phone with the owner again and with the computer and, you know, actually took the time to push the buttons like he's supposed to and follow the directions instead of trying to hurry up and get through it and it opened and we didn't close that door the rest of the night, right. basically. It was just like, oh, it was so just, oh, my gosh. So, yeah, that was... Uh, so tell, all right, so tell me about uh, tell me about Nationals two years ago. Mm. Well, um, so in the team meeting, uh, we had talked that either Megan getting a break this is Tipco? Tipco, mm-hmm. Or me for a sprint. And that was the year that it was in Augusta, and it was just basically a rolling race. Hot as fuck. Yeah, which that wasn't really a factor. I mean, it was hot, but yeah. that wasn't a big deal, I guess, for me or the team. Um, and so, Criterium was just the night before, wasn't it? Yeah. And no, I just, it was two days before. Yeah. And I'd just taken second in the crit by like that much to Teresa. So I was like, all right, Teresa's going to be gunning for the road race as well. She's riding really strong. 
And my confidence just shot up. Yeah. Because I almost won crit nationals. I feel like you had her number. Yeah, for sure. And so in the team meeting, it was either Megan for a break or me in the sprint. And I was like, this is great. You know, we're, we, we got this covered. Never would I have thought that it would have come to a, a decision of mine to, to say, do you sprint your teammate or not? Because basically what happened is it all came down to a, a bunch sprint. And the last, there was a riser into the finish. And it was about a K to go where the hill kind of started and Optum had led it in. It was Jay, Janelle leading out Carmen. Allison Powers was up there, Teresa, myself, and Megan. And it was strung out, you know, single file leading into that climb. And probably halfway up, you know, I was feeling awesome. And Megan pops out and attacks. And so I just jump on her wheel and follow her. Yeah. And she basically kind of caught everybody off guard. That well, hesitation. We came, up to the, we came up to the finish, and I see that, you know, it's that time. You know, a sprinter, you know, right? And I look back, and there's Powers and Carmen, and they're far enough back. And, you so know, you don't have to move. You, right. You can sit in. You right. sat in. Yeah, well, that's, you know, I think that's the professional thing to do. I mean, you can't sprint your teammate. Yeah, I guess it's the definite. It's the call of whether or not you considered it a lead out, right? Or not? Yeah, I don't think it was a lead out. I mean, it was an honest. Um, Why'd you chase your teammate? <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to be there and celebrate. <laughs> I'll tell you, it was no. What it was was, I was. I felt like I was protecting her. That if I felt like somebody was coming up, like if Carmen was making a. A yeah. significant gain on this, then I would come around. Right. You know, solidify it for Tibco's really. You make then, you spoil their lead out, essentially. What's that? You spoil their lead out, essentially. You make them panic. Yeah, well, they kind of ran out of gas a little bit too early and kind of left Carmen just that, just, you know, right when it slows down, you know, somebody goes. And she didn't go. And Megan did, and it was awesome. The attack it was perfect. It was perfect. And I could feel it, too. So I guess we kind of stood up at the same time and went. And, you know, again, you know, you're just sitting on your teammate's wheel. And it's, yeah, you know, like, oh, hey, okay, well, I got time to celebrate. Well, I guess I'm going to celebrate and not. So, the, you know, I was, I was tickled to death for her to win. And I'm, you know, really excited. And I thought that was great. And, hey, we went one, two. This is awesome. And then, then it hit me. You know, after the came down like, a little bit. Oh, yeah, I came down hard. Um, it's got be hard. It's got to be hard to know, like, when the next time that opportunity is going to come up. Is that? Yeah. Yeah, and for sure. And for us, that's a guaranteed spot to Worlds. Right. And, you know, that's, that's one of my goals. Yeah. And I was just like, oh. <laughs> yeah. That's what that means. And so. How hard did it hit you? Like, for how long? Hard enough, I didn't want to go to any celebration that night. Really? Oh, yeah. And there's nothing, it was nothing against Megan, it was just... No, not at all. I was, you know, and you just look at, and I guess the hard part is you look at her path from that and my path, and hers just, you know, took another big leap ahead. She, yeah. But that, you know, the, I don't know, it's catch-22 because it's like, I don't want to be in Europe full-time right now riding for 
Rabobank all year, and you know that's a especially over there, and it's you know that's what I was thinking. I was like, okay, well, if that was if I was in her shoes, you know, that's what you'd be doing. And I was like, oh, I'm not ready for that yet. You know, I'm, I'm gearing towards 2016 or Worlds and all that, and kind of leading up, but. You know, that was something she had to do. She she wanted to ride for the best team in the world. And, you know, I think winning nationals and going to worlds helped her with that. Sometimes, though, it's just nice to have the... You want opportunities, you know? Exactly. Well, that's what... Even if you don't necessarily go down yeah. that road, it, it's nice to have those people approach you. And it's kind oh, of... Oh, hell a, yeah. Because you're certainly not doing it for the pay. Right. At this point. Right. It, with most cycling, you're doing it for the options. Yeah, and for the races that you get to go to when you get on those teams and who you're racing for. and Yeah, and I think that all that kind of started to seep in and really, you know, it's like, oh, man. Yeah. I think I did the professional thing and it didn't get me anywhere. Ah, he said it didn't get you anywhere, but he yeah, and did. Yeah, so and in the moment, I understand, but I hope you don't still feel that way. No, you know, it's, I won a national championship on the road. Yeah. And being second two years in a row, it's like... <laughs> last year's was a pretty exciting one, though. Yeah, yeah, last year's was pretty kick-ass. It was fun. That was, if you, that was a lot of fun. If you had been with Jade, you totally would have sprinted it. <laughs> no, I'm not. You I'm totally not. I would have suggested it. Uh, maybe, I don't know, maybe. But, um, I would have thrown a rock at it. No, that was, that was fun. Uh, I tell you, I... Don't get excited watching bike racing much. I think I told you this. I don't. I've been watching bike racing since you know I was twelve or fourteen, whatever. Yeah. Like I don't get excited, but Jesse and I watching that in our hotel rooms before our race. That was. We were a hundred percent genuinely excited. Like, mm-hmm. like when's the last time I've high fived somebody <laughs> seriously, <laughs> let alone over a bike race? Let alone a women's bike race. Yeah, yeah, women's bike race. Like, we were just like... And he got so funny with it because when Mara flatted and we saw everything play out, I told him, like, immediately, like, we got first and second. We got... I know who was going to get first and second, but I knew we had first and second. And he got so angry with me. He's like, you're going to jinx it. Shut up. <laughs> I'm just like, mm-mm, mm-mm. We got first and second. Yeah. It's fucking happening. I... Even when she attacked, um, I still felt really confident at that moment. You're going to bring her back in time? Yeah, because, and you know It's hard to tell from the TV. Uh, Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and even Taylor Wiles, man, she worked her, she was, she was strong that day. And I think that's what I, I felt like, okay, well, you know, this keeps going the way it's going. We're going to catch her. She's not going to, this isn't going to, she's not going to win that. There's too many people in this group to not let that happen. And the only thing that made me nervous is that Extra G had three more girls in that group. Yeah, sitting on. Yeah, and I was just like, who, but who? I knew I knew exactly who the strong, the next strongest person um, was Allison Powers. I could just, you know, I don't know, I just feel it. I just know yeah. it. And I stuck on her wheel after Jade and McGrath got off. And she hated every second of it. Yeah. She grabbed a handful of brakes one time. Really? Oh, yeah. She she wanted me off her wheel. I like so when people bad. get so frustrated. They, they grab brakes. It's like, hey, dummy, you're the one who's going to have to re-accelerate. <laughs> Not me. And what I did is Amanda was on my wheel. And I looked back and I was like, sorry. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, dummy here. Grab the brakes. 
And, uh, yeah, yeah, it just, I don't know, I just knew when when we, we had that group of girls and how I was feeling and uh, once Jade and I talked and what was left of the Peloton and how it was rolling, I just knew. I don't know, it was a really weird feeling. Um, Sounds super yeah. cliche, but did you get, like, totally calm or just completely calm? Like, does that No, like- no, because Allison put in a couple of good diggers and, I, you know, yeah, I had to fight to stay on her wheel. But as soon as you make that connection and she looks back and you have that poker face. Right. You're like, I'm still here. <laughs> of course I'm like. Let's be honest. You're not going to drop me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's exactly. Yeah. And I was so, so freaking excited when you guys came up and even said like, you know, that was the best race. We, and I was like. Yeah, well, that's how, like, half our races are. It's just if it was televised, you'd see more. I don't believe so that. No, it really is. We're, <laughs> we're pretty cool people on bikes. Maybe. Yeah. So if only somebody made a movie about it. Only, if only they if did. If only there's yeah. crowd online. I heard it. there was one, but I had didn't get to see it. It's okay. awesome. It's really good. <clears throat> it's a really good, half the road, it's. It was a I was great. Just about to ask you what it was called. Yeah, it was a great movie. Um, and what was funny? Watching Are you the in movie, it? I am in it. That's why you like. She's and such a bad. ham. Yeah, basically. Do my autograph. Self promotion. <laughs> so fast how the roles have changed. Do I feel like your big sister? <laughs> <laughs> do, you, do you need advice on the? <laughs> uh, yes. Yes. Someone's getting too big for her britches. Yes. Oh no. Uh, no, but it was it was a great movie, and what was interesting, I found myself uh, paying attention more to the audience and how they were reacting to the movie. Yeah. Because I I knew what the movie was about. Yeah. And so I you know I would you know I didn't have to really focus on it to see where it was going to go next, but I found myself um, really like, oh, they're laughing at this part. What's so funny about the average age having to be twenty eight? I don't think that's funny at all. You know? um, but it was. It was a really good movie, yeah. And then afterwards we had a and a session, and uh, I look up, and Gore Frazier's right there, and I'm just like, oh my gosh, because again, you know, I know you're doing it, you did a podcast with him, but uh, I've been coming down here to Tucson for the last four four winters, and you know, he's one of the guys I've always seen in the in the group rides, yeah. Uh, you know, kind of commanding the guys, and you know, asking a lot of them, and then plus he's been you know, his career, and then uh, you, you get in there and you, you're one of the better riders in, that, in these group rides, you know, that's saying a little bit, and he'll totally call out the guys if I'm still there, uh, you know, and I'm like, yeah, that's right, and it just, I don't know, it just makes you feel good that he acknowledges it and that he was there and stuff like that, so, yeah, uh, yeah. Where you're, sorry, I'm a little, you're, but you're back with Optum, right? Yep, back with Optum. I'm pretty excited about that. It's um, a good crew. It is a good crew. Uh, as a matter of fact, Charles came down as well. Um, yeah, he sent me a message. I just got all fucking turned around. I couldn't. Couldn't come to dinner, huh? You're not your boss anymore. You don't have to go. <laughs> uh, no, it was good. I was busy. <laughs> I was busy. I have my I have my own team now, yeah, Charles. I know you do. No, but it was cool because um, he's talked about hopefully the growth of the team and where he wants to take it, and you know he wants to have the best women's team in the world, and you know there's 
they take steps getting there and hopefully we're taking the right steps getting there and I'm pretty excited about Kevin coming on and being our director. I don't know anything about him. And uh, I listened to your podcast with Pat McCarty and that ought to be interesting. <laughs> but I'm sure, you know, both of those guys bring a lot to the table that, you know, I don't know, the more you can learn in the sport, hopefully. the Do you girls, you girls kept a lot of the same team, huh? Yeah, yeah, we got the core group back. Um, Brianna. Yeah, Bree, Jay, myself. She's a badass, huh? She is, and she's so uh, she's so new to it that at San Dimas last year she was in the sprinter's jersey or something, and or we were working for her for the the road race that day, and she's just like just happy go lucky, like hey guys, what's happening? And I'm yeah. just like you gotta take this serious, you know? <laughs> it's like we're going for you. Are you prepared for this? Jesus, <laughs> you're not Nam. You're in San Dimas. <laughs> I, I don't like to lose. I'm competitive. No, so, I, yeah, she's, she's I like good. watching her just come, come on the scene, just straight kick people in the gut. She does, and she knows how to suffer. Yeah. Like, put her body through, um, you know, time trials. She'll finish a TT and just throw up. Really? You know, she just pushes herself over that limit. And I'm like, God, either you have a really weak stomach, weak gag reflex, yeah. or. Or, man, you just push yourself to the max. And then, you know, she turns around and goes to work the next, on Monday morning. You know? To keep health insurance. Damn, girl. See? Your dad's right. It's all about health insurance. It is about health insurance. That's half the battle. What are your goals for this next year, then? I'm going to gear up with the national team for the second block of European racing, so... Flesh Balone, Flanders, Energy Watch Tour. Mm-hmm. And um, I want to do well at this. Yeah. Yeah. I've talked to Jack and, you know, he's like, well, you'll be one of the riders we work for. And I've already put that pressure on myself um, to come out blazing this year. Just, I've always, uh, with Michael as my coach and everything, he's always just kind of had me build into the year. And last year I finished pretty damn on top of things in September and I was ready for Worlds and didn't get selected. Um, maybe that was one of my lowest points, actually. Why don't you feel like you got selected? Uh, Whatever. Uh, yeah, it just didn't happen. So, um, so yeah, this this whole off-season I've been... Like a slight chip on your shoulder? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, like, basically from... Two years ago, I've had the opportunity to go to Worlds. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and again, so, you know, national champion is a guaranteed spot. And then they just, oh, well, good job, second place. I'm just like, oh. Right. Shit. <laughs> She's like, I think I'm good enough. Kate, <laughs> mention me. <laughs> yeah. You had a good word over there for We're me. really good teammates, right? <laughs> yeah. No. Uh, but, you know, I know, you know, Every year, that selection is is a really hard one to make. How many women get selected? Was it six this year? Six. Yeah, yeah. It's just, and you know, every one of those girls deserve to go. It's just like, but the, I think the pool for USA is just getting bigger and bigger. Yeah. And that talent is growing, and it's and a it's good cool. problem it's, to have. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. So. Um, so yeah, you know. So going to Flush alone, making yeah. the Olympics. 
Yeah, the Olympics is a goal. I, I really want to do Worlds. I want to do well at Worlds. Oh, yeah, I started in the Olympics. I'm at Worlds, sorry. Yeah, yeah. Um, national Championships. Yeah, yeah, you know. Uh, it, yeah, yeah, you know, that's... It's hard to say. I, of course I want to win nationals. That's that's a goal. Um, what but you, I, I think more important are some of these other races. I want to, you know, if you, if you do a, if you get on a podium at a World Cup, yeah, I think that's doing something. And sometimes would that, you trade a podium for a national championship? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Even after being second twice. <laughs> Just hang it up. Either be dead at, dead last was, or well, first yeah. or what? I mean. What do I do? Yeah, dude. Yeah. If you could sign on a dotted line, if there was a deal you could make right now, if it would be the uh, national champion or third place at Flesh Willow. Flesh Willow. Wow, okay. Then again, you know, you say that, and well, if I'm the national champion, then I get to go to Wills. That's, that's what a good friend I am. I get you to constantly question everything. <laughs> like your whole reward system, I'm going to get to, I'm going to totally here. fuck up. God. Uh, I think you should just be totally ambivalent all year because you don't know what you want. But you look at the field, like at Flesh Alone, and the race course, and the history. Right. Yeah. Uh, Is it the same day as a man? It is. You think that's a good idea? I do. Yeah. I do. Um, Finishes in the same spot now, right? Yeah. So. Year to week, same. Yep. Same So all the TV infrastructure's there, all the fans are there. Yeah, but it's just. Yeah. And it's just so cool because yeah. just like at nationals, we get all the fan base. Yeah. They get to see, which they probably don't, you know, most uh, the women's race come by and it's like a bonus for them, a bonus day for them. And No, I get it. I just think that with, whereas the national championship is different, it's at a different time. So you guys can, they can show the last 30K of your race, 40K race, and they will on the national championships. Whereas yeah, with Flesh yeah. alone. Now you're fighting for TV time, and you got and we've seen before like they're reduced to showing like them sprint across the line. You right. get the updates. Whereas if the men's race, let's say Flesh Alone's on Sunday, if you guys did on Saturday, TV structure is going to be there. The media is going to be in town. They yeah. they have those fucking Grand Fondos. You tell me they can't part yeah. their Grand the Red Sea of Grand Fondo riders for the women, and you guys have your own. Everybody's in town. You guys have your own platform. You don't have to fight for coverage or anything. Like I think that's better. I, no, I still think the same day is fine. Um, okay, we'll just separate an hour, an hour, or 30 minutes even. What do you mean? Like you start talking about the time overlap. Um, you know, they're reduced to showing us coming across a sprint or whatever. Well, okay, we'll just either separate the races <clears throat> by 30 or 45 minutes. So now you're at least backed up 20K. You know, you can at least watch the last. Yeah, like how far out would, um, how far out would like the guy who just wants to watch men's cycling wins the earliest he would watch a men's race, you know? And then you can. Early? Look at all the Americans that got so, up for cross worlds. Yeah, that's so what I'm saying. When we so. finished on top of Murray, we, um, by the time you guys got changed. Yeah. That's when the men were And at about 15 minutes, that's when the men came by the first time up the mirror. Yeah. So if you got two and a half hours of TV coverage, or however yeah. long the last lap was, because yeah. they did the mirror, the men did the mirror two times? Yeah. 
No, he did it more. Oh, he, he oh, did it. You did, yeah, it twice. did it twice. Yeah, so the men did it three, three I think. Yeah, three, three passes. Um, so that last lap was 30K something? I don't remember for the yeah, men. Yeah. But you show the women's last 20K. Was the men's race even on TV at that point? I don't know. Yeah, I was right. there. I wasn't watching the TV. Totally. Have you been up the Mirdley? Yeah, I used to race bikes. Yeah. Did you? <laughs> I don't even know this about me. What do you know? CrossFit? Uh, no, I kind of got away from that. Really? More stories run. on the treadmill. I just run. Yeah? I run full gas for a half an hour every day, <laughs> and I see how far I can run a half an hour every day. And every day I tell myself, oh, I'm just going to go, like, easy. But then within three minutes, I'm running, like, 650 <laughs> miles, and I'm just breathing out, like, my eyeballs. and I'm a fucking asshole. I'm the asshole in the gym who's just, like... He's also, the loud guy he's also full of shit, because when we were driving out here, I saw him on the treadmill, and he's just walking. Yeah. Oh, yeah, sure. I, seriously, I was walking by. When just, okay, well, like, I'm sorry if I warm up for five minutes. Okay, I'm sorry, like, you got, you really called me on a fucking <laughs> bluff there. You got me on my cool down. Yeah, yeah. sorry. Way to go, sharpshooter. Jesus Christ, no. Cradle. I like when people call him Creedle. I do, I thought that, you know. It's Cradle. I like Creedle. Makes him feel a little they closer. They call me Laura. Yeah, he, he thinks I'm like baby him or something. Yeah. Creedle. It does, it's a mismatch. It's good. Mm. We could do a cop buddy movie. Cop that cop. All right. No, so but, uh, same day women's racing. Fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like it. I do. Uh, you know. Um. I just remember not being able to leave because we couldn't get off the mirror. We had we had no choice but to sit there and watch because the That's finish, okay with me. I don't yeah, care. the what, finish of your race was so close to the finish of the men's. The best part is at the very top, <clears throat> where they start gaining speed, and uh, there's a there's a roundabout up there. Yeah. And you know where the 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 roundabout's just a cobbled section, so all of us just ride over it, right? And then all the cars come, and like half the cars go around. And then half the cars just go straight over. Right. <laughs> and like bottom out. And this is like, yeah. That's where half the crowd is just standing there watching that. And it's just, it's <sighs> so cool. I just, man, those races are, that, that's what I, it's a different, I would love to do well at those races just because of the history. And when you're on Flanders and you're on those cobbles yeah. and you're just bouncing over one and you can hear your tires and you're just getting your And it's not just that them. race. Like they hold races on those. They probably, on the margin we there's probably 15 20 races a year yeah so like if you think about the amount of times people oh, have attacked on this climb oh and God. like and it hurts so bad but you're just you're going slow enough that if you hear anybody say oh go usa you have time to <laughs> look over don't look over <laughs> <laughs> fucking oh. tourist <laughs> I want to see who it is, and if I know him, then I can be like, <laughs> no, because, it, you know, it just stands out. You're sure. like, well, hey, Lauren, go Lauren, and you're like, who the hell knows me, and that's what, where? We did uh, some shit race in France, like, uh, it was either Tour Normandy or Trip Cheek Manchette, just some horrible race that... Like, they have these series of races in northern France that are, like, the hardest races, like, nobody gives a fuck about. Mm-hmm. Like, you could win these races, and they're just as hard as any race you can enter, but nobody gives a fuck. Seriously. And uh, Huff won the first stage of this race, and the first race, 
first uh, first race in Europe, first race of the year. Like, mm-hmm. and he won, and it was yes. like, holy shit, this is crazy. It's next day, next day is a double. So we've been riding tempo for this guy, and we're we're just why it's like the third or fourth day, and we're fucked, just cross-eyed, goofy, fucked. And it was a double stage, and it might, I don't know if it was the first or second stage, but I remember being like slap happy. <laughs> And, and uh, we're rolling through town, and I had this stupid running joke, like most of my jokes, where I would see a girl wearing something, and I would say, like, oh, hey, you're rocking that, and then whatever it was. But, like, I would do it in a funny voice or whatever. Uh-huh. So there's this girl wearing, like, this really bright, like, velvet sweater. I'd never seen it, and it was, it was, it was crazy. So for a joke, in the middle of nowhere, France, I say... Oh, hey, you rocking that sweater. <laughs> and we're going like three miles an hour through town. Yeah. Parade. And she looks up at me. She looks up and makes dead eye contact and goes, hey, shut the fuck up. Are you serious? Dude, American. Completely out of nowhere. <laughs> oh, my God. And you're like, what? I was like, oh, Jesus. I'm just Speaking a tourist. Like, I'm just a tourist. I'm okay. not even care. <laughs> Sorry. It was, I thought you were French. You wouldn't understand. Well, we, we did uh, one of the, with Tibco, we did one of the spring, the first spring races, like Drenthe and one of those, and we're rocking along, and the Peloton's rocking along, and it was a men's race, or they were previewing the course or something, but they had gotten off, these guys had gotten off the side of the road to, for us to come by, and uh, one of them, I can't remember if they pulled their pants down or something. Sure, sure. <laughs> and we're like, what? And like the entire peloton all of a sudden unites on this one thing, and we're just like, ah, and just like, I got it. That's herd herd mentality. <laughs> and then it's back to racing. It's like, ah, oh, back to hate my guts, you know. You guys get the shit kicked out of you, then you're in the van. Remember when that guy showed us his dick? Yeah, right. And the, the Dutchies, oh my god, they're huge. They're huge. They're just. <laughs> what? <laughs> Not the guys. I'm talking about the girls. The girls. I'm talking about the girls. Edit that out. Nope. Yep. No. Frame. You're talking about getting my ass kicked by the girls. I'm talking about the girls. I'm just, I thought you were just reminiscing about the size of the cop. No, we did have a teammate. Uh, that we got I like how you immediately started pulling back on whether or not you're going to tell the story. We didn't have a teammate. Uh. We had a teammate. We So... We get over... Oh, okay. So one of the other places we stayed at uh, with Tibco, after the Owl House, we, we traveled to the next destination. We're like, whoa, this is going to be great. It's got to be so much better than where we were. <laughs> and we go to the cabins. Um, it was oh. the fun camp. It's like this family is, uh, camp. Sure, yeah. And we pull up, and it's so cool. Because you look over, they're checking in and getting all our keys sorted and all that. And we're in the van, and we look over to the right, and there's this big dome that's the same level as the ground. I'm like, what's that? So I'm like, let's go see. Open it and tromp out there, and it's like a trampoline, except it's right at ground level. So we're like, ah, bouncing around. <laughs> the director comes out, and she's like, get off of that. You guys have to race in a week. <sighs> and uh, we, were, we were within riding distance of the grocery store, so it was like 5K or 10K down the road. And uh, one of the teammates... Like, hit it off with one of the guys at, that works at the grocery store. Really? Yeah, just I swear to God. I mean, we weren't there four days a week. Sparks tops. flying. Yeah. And it was just like, oh, weird. 
Uh, yeah, so, uh, so she comes back one day and we're like, oh, how was it? And she's like, well, we hung out on his lunch break while he smoked weed. Nice. <laughs> Just like, oh my gosh, he does this. So, uh, okay, that classy, was classy one. Oh, it was, it's great. Oh, well, thanks for coming on the podcast, Lauren. Thank you. It was awesome. Good times. Always. Oh,